Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. It's the Hamp and OB Show. It's mind-boggling what's going on here. You know, obviously, uh, a high level of frustration. Anytime you lose three games in a row, it, you, you feel that way. Just recurring theme here on offense. That starts with me, and we got to get better. Fourth down and one. Handoff to Montgomery. And Montgomery not going to make it. And the Titans hold on fourth and one in their territory. Third down and six. Bolts getting some pressure. And he fires it incomplete. It was intended for Anthony Miller. It'll be third down and two. And here's the handoff to Montgomery as he has stopped at the line of scrimmage. The Bears couldn't convert close to midfield and now will be kicking once again. The only thing I can say is we have to continue to keep working. I don't know what y'all expect me to say. We just have to keep grinding, keep doing it, and being positive throughout it. Bowles gets some time. Caught. Great catch by Mooney. Holds downfield. Robinson is there and makes the great catch. First and goal pass is caught for the touchdown by Jimmy Graham. We're not in a position right now offensively to make things hard. That's just a simple fact. We need to do everything we can to stay ahead of the sticks. It's the Hamp and OB Show. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Chevy. Now, here's Dan Hampton and Ed Bradovich. As we take you till 10 o'clock tonight, 312-981-7200. Hampton OB brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. And yes, Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado Drive, what ham drives. Woohoo! It is great in storms. So, I just want to start tonight with some optimism. I know Pour that, it on us. Here, you, you ready for this one? The 2012-2013 Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl champion, they lost three in a row. The 2011 New York 2012 New York Giants, they lost three in a row, won the Super Bowl. So, and now we've got a little bit of an extra COVID situation. We might have eight playoff teams. The Bears are the eighth playoff team. I think we got them right where we want them, Hampo. That's what I'm starting with. I mean, three three losses in a row, it feels like a big deal. I think it is a big well, deal. Well, it is a big deal. And in case you think I'm overreacting, let me just uh, throw this at you guys. Now, in my mind, you lose three in a row. I don't. I, I can't think. I don't think I ever was a part of a team that lost three in a row. I don't know about you, Ob, but you lose three in a row, your dog runs off. That Dan, the story is how did they lose three in a row? That but, that's the story. But you lose three in a row. Yeah, people lose your phone number. The drywall starts <laughs> to crack. Hey, hey. but at at the end of the day. All you folks need to do is go back a month ago where OB and I laid out a lot of the problems and things that we needed to do and address in a proactive way to where we wouldn't be in a position where we'd lose three in a way, three in a row. But as you know, things are not peachy right now for the Bears. Let me just throw this at you. And Mark Carmen, you know who Pro Football Focus is. This past uh, weekend, they did a a playoff prognostication. And they basically grouped all the teams into different groups. For instance, the comfy playoff teams. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs, Seattle Seahawks. They're going to make it no matter what. You know it, I know it. The next group, iffy. 
Hmm, we'll find out. That's the Rams. That's Baltimore. The concern group, well, that's New Orleans and Cleveland. Certain things have to happen, and certain things need to, to transpire for them to get in. Guess where the Bears were, were uh, grouped, OB? I have no idea. It was in the panic tier. And they said it might be harsh, but the last month has been a complete bust out. Both schematically and play calling, it is a crisis. And guess who's in charge of all of that? That's right, your beloved head coach. Now, let me just say this. In nine games now this year, nine games, you know, you play a first half, second half, there's four quarters. Guess how many points you scored in the first quarter after all week long we get the BS line, we're gonna start fast, we're gonna we're gonna be up tempo. We're gonna how many points do you think they scored in the first quarter, Mark Carmen? In all nine games. I'll tell you, twenty six. That then, ain't great. And then everybody talks about the halftime. Oh, let's get to halftime. We'll make the magic adjustments. How many have they scored in the third quarter this year, OB? One touchdown seven points and one field goal. In the third quarter after nine games. Here's the, here's the bad news. The defense is decaying before our eyes. They did not come up with one, not one, turnover last week. And if you think it's not time to panic, then you got to put down the weed. Because I'm telling you, for the next three hours, we'll tell you why this team has to win Monday night. Danny, they, they, uh, Tennessee, they have a winning record, okay? We went down to play them. And our backs were against the wall, you know. It's about time the coaches stand up and the players stand up and meet the challenge. And now here's the deal, folks. We go down to play the Tennessee Titans. Now going into the ninth game of the season, to the ninth game of the season, the worst third down defense in the entire National Football League, which is 32 teams. Tennessee Titans, the absolute dead last, 32nd, trying to stop a third down conversion. If that's not bad enough, who has the worst defense in the National Football League after nine games? In the red zone, the Tennessee Titans. We don't score a point until the fourth quarter and we kick a field goal. Again, we go in at halftime. We got all the numbers from the quality control people. They go through them, and they come up with a game plan for the second half. Again, no touchdowns. Folks, let me just say this one more. You you have no idea how bad Tennessee. On third down conversions, and by the way, you know, we had 15 attempts at it. You know how many times we converted? Two, as in one, two. By the way, that was the worst conversion rate of any team in the NFL in the last 10 years. I was very proud of the Bears. I don't I shouldn't be joking around right now. It feels too serious. Well, let me tell you, you damn right this is serious. They ran. We're talk. You got guys out there fighting like a dog out there to win and you've got coaches not putting him in a position. My god, when is somebody going to take care of what's going on here with this head coach Nagy? All right? Somebody, the McCaskies, Pace, somebody has to take him out of that position of formulating a game plan, offensive game plan, and calling the plays. Enough is enough. They still have a chance to get into the playoffs. They still have a chance to win the Super Bowl with this defense. Enough is already with this guy. 
312-981-7200. I was going to say the Bears did run 24 plays in that third quarter. They had the ball for 12 minutes and 49 seconds. Now, what are the odds that you could have the ball for... 1249. That means the Titans had four a, fifths of the quarter. You, you don't sniff the end zone I, or kick a field goal. I mean, that's that's impressive. You you gotta you gotta tip your cap to that level of an. Episode. And here's the other part. And, and you know, Nagy wants to you know brush it off and say, well, it's, it's in the details, and we you know we did this and we did that, blah blah blah. We didn't have a penalty the first five drives. There was nothing he could blame it on. Oh, guess what? We caught up with the penalties. But what about the fourth and one that became fourth and six? Because the delay a game. Oh, and then jump. Uh, the, the, uh, Jimmy Graham jumps, and then it becomes a fourth and eleven. So we caught up on the penalties. We made up for it. But ultimately, it's a sad, sad day when the team refuses to acknowledge what everyone knows is a fact. This offense and the play calling and the play design is a disaster. Listen. The amount of penalties. We lead the league in penalties. The entire National Football League in penalties. And you know what that's a reflection on, folks? Coaching. And Period. Dis- and that's exactly what it is. It's co- When you have a team that penalized, what is the reflection? Reflects on the coaches. Period. 312-981-7200. Adam Hogue with us at 8.30. Kaz at 9. You can join us now if you would like. We'll uh, come back. And, yeah, I've got some really, really impressive uh, offensive stats or depressive offensive stats. But I want to talk about the offensive line and where to go from here. See what you guys think. Coming on back here, Hampton OB, which is brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. <laughs> Mark, we, I you, go to church, you go to church and pray. That's what I, I want an, uh, That's fine. Maybe that is the plan, but I'll see what you guys have. <laughs> brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy 720 WGN. Herbal Active is your source for high-performance CBD-infused balms and lotions specifically developed for those who strive to stay active try herbal active cbd infused body balm and get moving again it's patented time release formulation provides you extended localized relief it's all natural non-gmo and thc free you can order now wgn listeners you'll get 20 percent off all herbal active cbd products using the promo code wgn20 just go to wgncbd.com that's wgncbd.com use that promo code wgn20 for 20 percent off at wgncbd.com you know what they played as hard as they could and they gave me everything they had and that's all i can ever ask of them so I mean, you go out there, you play together as an offense, and you give it everything you have until the end, and they did that. So I'm proud of them for that. It's the Hamp and OB Show, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives, Chevy. You'll need that truck tonight, Hampo. You stay safe out there, my friend. Yeah, you're darn right. i got to take him home. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. You. <laughs> Ovi Ovi is is uh, is so great on the air, but I got to say, even better off the air. It's that was a nice solid. All right, well, I let it all out. Now we're, we got two hours and forty minutes here to go. But hey, listen, uh, let's let's talk about this offensive line. You're missing three starters. All right, the left guard James Daniels, your center Cody Whitehair, the right tackle Bobby Massey. You're missing two backups. You're missing Jason Spriggs, who I think is going to be back this week. You're missing Sam Mustafa. Yes, Obi, you're already exasperated. Yeah, Mark, I know where you're going with this. You remember we played the Detroit Lions? Uh, yeah. 
Guess who was out? They're starting, the best lineman they got, they're starting right tackle. They had, what, five, six starters out every week, week after week. Every team we play had three, four, five, six other starters out. I forget which team it was, Dan. Their top three receivers were out. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Their top three receivers, folks, weren't even suited up for that game. Now, we're going to worry about, we've lost how many guys? Two linemen, one line, three linemen. Three starters, Listen, two backups, a lot. Mark, everywhere you go, running backs are hurt, tight ends are hurt, linemen are hurt, everybody's hurt. You just got to work through it, and you got to be smart enough that when you have 53 guys on a team, your backups make damn sure that if something goes down, especially with this COVID-19, make sure they're ready to go. Obviously, that is not what's happened here. As we go to the calls, let me so just tell I, you. I don't want to. Then just me finish. No more, no more excuses. Okay, that's enough. You can go through team, through team, through team. They've had multiple injuries and whatever have you, and they still manage to survive. I do not accept what you're saying. Every team has to deal with it. Let's go to the calls. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. By the way, it's not like you had Anthony Munoz missing time, right? Okay, so right. That, I'm talking about a bunch of nobodies, okay? Nobody has done anything that makes them invaluable and, on and, that offensive line. And for the record, I'm not saying that they had Anthony Munoz or Jimbo Covert or whoever you want to throw out there. Any Mark, there's injuries but, everywhere. I, I got All 32 teams I, have them. I, I got it. But people are, you know, they're, everyone's pointing at Nagy, which I think is a very fair point. But, like, the, this was not a surprise that you needed help on the offensive line. They didn't do anything in the offseason. And that is on, that is clearly on the shoulders of Ryan Pace. Period. If you go on a vacation with your That's wife right. and you don't have underwear, who are you going to blame? Let right? me tell you something. Mike. Hey, you, you, you need offensive line, <laughs> right? Nagy, right? He didn't, he didn't have no input for three years? Correct. Come on. We didn't me. need help on defense. We don't have a number one draft choice in our last draft. We get Cole Komet, which was a good draft. There's no question about it. What do we do? Third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. Who are the next people we drafted? All defense. The problem was our offensive line, receivers, running backs, everywhere. And what does Pace do? He goes for the defensive guys. And guess what? Ryan Nall may be starting Monday night. He looked all right. I good talked old. to him the other, uh, this afternoon. Yeah. All right, let's get Art in Chicago on Hamp and OB, brought, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Go ahead, Art. Hi, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Hey, first of all, guys, just want to say it's uh, nice to hear you guys still have the same kind of passion you guys played with. And uh, OB, along with you, just, uh, you said, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Bengals had four offensive linemen out the week before we played. And they beat the Titans. So, uh, Amen. I, I guess uh, my point is that I just think that uh, Nagy and Pace are trying to reinvent the wheel. Because the last time I looked uh, to win football games, you have to be able to run the ball effectively. And you have to be able to protect your quarterback. And until we start investing some uh, cap money into our offensive line, it doesn't matter who they draft to play quarterback. It, make, it makes no difference because you can't throw when you're laying on your back. You just can't do it. Got you, Art. Appreciate and the phone call. They, they got to start spending some cap money until they, they need to take the next two first round draft picks and draft a couple of offensive tackles, hang on to Daniels and Whitehair, and then maybe we can start taking care of business around here. Thanks, this Art. Is, this is this is ridiculous. We got you, brother. Thank you. Know you know who the best offensive lineman we've had here in the last? Well, how long before he started getting hurt? But it was Slauson. Remember, we got him for a song, and then we let him go. We let him sign uh, with the uh, Chargers. 
That's, but, I mean, there's point, always yeah. – if you are on top of your game and you're looking, there's going to be players like that that you can bring into the fold. I remember back when, uh, you know, Lovey was here and, uh, you know, went to the Super Bowl. Their guards, who was the big guard from Buffalo? And he was, he's probably the best offensive lineman we had. Uh, Hang on, I'm looking a, it up. A giant guy. And uh, I'm telling you, you know, it was, you know, it, 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 it – there's lots of ways to skin the cat. We we just didn't care about the cat. Let me ask you a, a question here. You know, to our listeners, everything. Does it look? You talking about Garza? Does it look like we're ready to play on a Thursday, a Sunday, or a Monday? That when we go out there, does it look? Does it look like we're lethargic? We're slow, slow getting into the huddle, slow getting out of the huddle, meandering up to the line of the scrimmage. How about a hurry-up offense? Not one play out of four, two plays. How about a ton of it to start out a game? Go after people. Hurry the game up. No huddle. Call the plays at the line of scrimmage. Defensively, keep doing what you're doing. But offense, you've got to change. My God, you do the same thing. You get stymied game after game. You can't score points quarter after quarter. And you've got a chance with this defense to win a championship, a world championship, and be a Super Bowl. Reuben Brown is who you're talking about. That's who it was. And we got him for a song. I'm just saying, there's ways to go about it. And obviously, you have to invest yourself and a little cap money, and we didn't care. So, there you go. Jerry and Dyer, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Jerry. Yes, sir. I just want to thank Hampton and uh, Mike Ditka for making my wife a big uh, – she's not no longer a football widow. She loves football because of those two guys. She, <laughs> she's in love with Hampton. And, oh, well, that's, she, that's sweet. She is watching – she watches the game with me. We are 79 and 78. We've been season pass owners for 33 years. And she calls the play. She knows what Tennessee was going to do against the Bears. She God knew bless. The one. She knew what they were going to do. She knew what the Bears was going to do. She's smarter than Matt Nagy, I have to tell you. Can we get her n- number, cell phone? You got that? Jerry, we'll put you on hold. Jerry, that's, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for the kind uh, words. Let, let me just tell you this. Every television crew that we come across, they're – disdain for this offense for Matt Nagy's play calling is uh, it, it, it's it's huge and I can't remember when I've ever heard that type of comments manifested you know week after week but more importantly they're saying it's like a junior high offense and this this fella's wife is calling them plays and knowing exactly what you know oh but here's the one that that kills you the first Two third downs, we ran the same play, and both plays were supposed to be against a man defense, but they went zone. They we threw a four yard out on both third and eight, a four yard out that turns into fourth and four, and we have to punt because we don't know what we're doing. Seven thirty. Let's get checking news. Come on back with more calls, and uh, we'll get into. Well, we'll stick with the offense for a little bit while longer. I think. Hey, the defense is going to get a ration too. All right, that's coming. Hey, we get it. We get seventeen to three, fourth quarter. Okay, we're back in it. Our defense. I knew that. Drive was them run all me. over them and break some tackles, and they score. Now it's over. Yeah. All right. Seven thirty. Yeah. Checking news. Stop them. Seven twenty. WGN. 
If nothing else, trying to get into position for Cairo Santos to come on and put him on the scoreboard. And they flip it out to Montgomery, who loses the ball. It's picked up by the Titans. And it's the newcomer, Desmond King, who's going to run it in for the touchdown. Desmond King, who was acquired in trade from the Chargers this week. Now that one was unbelievable. That was... That's usually what happens. That's what we do. I mean, you have to laugh at that one. That was just... You know the Bears were the only team in the NFL that had not lost a fumble all season long. Until that moment. Until that play. That was... And the guy that picked it up and ran for a touchdown had just got there like a day before and they gave him a cup of coffee and he goes out there and scores. Mick Foles chasing after him. David Montgomery laying on the ground. That was just straight awful. Happen OB brought to you by Chevy Drive, Chicago.com, and Dan Hampton struck the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives a Chevy. All right. Here are your options, team. Matt Nagy is thinking about it. He very well might at some point here give up the play calling. OB, I know you'd love to see it. Here are your candidates. You've got the quarterbacks coach, John D. Filippo. He's called plays for three different NFL teams. One, he lasted one year with two teams and less than a season with the Vikings. You got Bill Lazor, who had two stints, about a season and a half. And then you got Dave Ragone, our pass game coordinator, who's called plays in the 2019 Bears preseason, which I'm sure we all remember deeply. Uh, D. Filippo. Lazor has done it with the Bengals as recently as 2018. Also called plays for the Dolphins before being fired in 2015. Anybody? Anybody? Does anyone jump All out right, at anyone here? Okay, to me. I, and again, this goes deeper than the actual play calling. It has to go to the fundamentals of the schematics of it. Okay. You've got an offensive line that has been stricken with injuries, the COVID, all this. Well, you can't run certain plays where you expect offensive linemen to single-handedly block a Pro Bowl defensive end or tackle. So you want to devise devise certain plays that on the fourth and one last week, the very first uh, third, excuse me, third and one, Effetti, our so-called best offensive lineman thus far this year, the free agent that was playing right guard, essentially whiffs on a base block the defensive tackle kind of does a little jump around, and he falls on his face. He's got his his head down, and the the defensive tackle hits the Montgomery in the backfield. Well, you can't make any progress if you keep drawing plays up where you expect these you know these less than good players to be able to dominate a, 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 a you know an opponent. You're going to have to come up with double teams and and counters and traps and do different things. We don't do any of it. And unfortunately, that's why we are almost always in a situation where our offensive line is getting whipped at the line of scrimmage and we have nothing to show for it. Danny, I think was that was that the play where the play call was a, a, a late or a, a delayed late. In other words, it was a dive. He uh, it was, it was a dive? It, was a it dive. wasn't a delayed late? I thought it was. Yeah, I, well, the, instead of at the snap... He went, of the, he went up the middle, but to me, Danny, it looked like a delayed late. Instead of bang, snap the ball, exactly. fire in there. Foles what see, I saw was he, he took one or two steps back, and waiting for the back-to-back, shuffles over, he takes the ball. By that time, folks, play's over with. That, that, that is the play, but here's the problem. 
Foles likes to run out of the shotgun. And so, if it's a snap of the ball, the back attacks the line of scrimmage, he can't get the ball. He's got to wait for Foles to get the ball right. and then hand it out. So, th- that's what I'm saying. Make Foles get under center, get a fullback. Hey, that's something that we did the first couple of weeks, and we were running the ball, and we were being productive. But see, schematically, we've got a horrible de- design of all these different plays, and that's part of the reason. Hey, you could call any one of these plays. It doesn't matter which sequence or what time. They're they're poorly devised. Now, who would I get? Bill Lazor has a certain amount of a pedigree. Think back. A couple of years ago, the Bengals were not that great a team. But guess what? They got to the playoffs in the same division with the Steelers and the, and the, and the Ravens. So that meant they had to be pretty darn good. To be able to make the playoffs with Andy Dalton, of all, all people at quarterback. So if he was a part of that offense, I would think he has a certain amount of cachet in my mind. Now, Filippo, I remember when he was run off in Minnesota, and I remember when he was run off in Jacksonville, and I know Philadelphia jettisoned him. So I don't know how quick I'd hand him the play chart. Well, Danny, you know, you, you mentioned Lazor. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. Can they keep Nagy out of doing, coming back in, if they're going to name Lazor the, the caller of the plays and set up the program, our offensive program, from week to week to week, right, is Nagy going to keep his two cents out of it? No. No way. That's the question. Does he have to put his final stamp on it? If he does... Guess what? Well, they have to. Uh, that's where you've got to include him, but make suggestions very creatively, right? Hey, Matt, we think that's probably or isn't that a little bit too complicated for the level of talent that we're dealing with right now? We don't need seven misdirections going, uh, you know, right? It seems to me like he's trying. I'm going to fake this way. I'm going to go that way. And uh, you're, what you guys are teeing up is these plays take too long to develop. Way too long. Way too long. There, there's no. There's They're not no, conducive to our talent. Yeah, I mean, there's. You know, I think there's it's no obvious. Hurry up, offense. There's no sense of urgency. Everything is slow and methodical. When we run the ball, it's slow. We run methodical passes. How my God, for, for the, the not even the most part, ninety some odd percent of the times we don't go downfield, and we have guys that have speed, guys that have great hands, receivers, and we don't. Take advantage of that situation, which it, to me it's just borders criminal. It's it's insane here to have a Mooney who could run like a bullet, and 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 Allen Robinson who's got phenomenal hands. And what do we do? We've got him on eight yard outs, seven yard outs, two foot outs, twelve outs going over the middle, twelve yards. I I don't know. It's it's. Uh, These guys are making phenomenal catches to around defenders' bodies. It's been super impressive. Three, one, two. Allen Robinson's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean he he doesn't drop a ball. It's and un- they're difficult catches. Really difficult. That kid is one hell of a football player. He is three, one, two, nine, eight, one. If seven. a corner doesn't take the ball away from him, well, that's that, <laughs> he has lost some three times some some jump ball situations. Things are going to happen. Three, one, two, nine, eight, one, seventy, two hundred. Carl in Riverside. Thank you for being patient. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks. First of all, I'd like to say how much uh, I enjoy listening to all of you guys. I really do. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Carl. You're, you're welcome. Um, here's my question. I saw Foles on the boob tube the other night. Quote, unquote, we got to figure out who we are and where we're going. 
What, what, what does that mean? What's your opinion on that? Don't they know where they're going? Don't they know who they are? Thank you. Let me tell you something. You know who said that before him? Maggie. <laughs> Almost word for word. We got to figure out after last week, we got to figure who we are and what we're doing. Now you're talking about after nine games, we got our starting quarterback. We got to figure who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. My God. You know, I, folks, I got to tell you, you know, when it comes together and you're on a team, it's, it's special. And you, you probably all have, you know, uh, your eighth grade hockey team or your high school football team. When, it, when you get, get the mojo and it starts falling into place and you start believing and you have confidence. And does any of this sound like it's happening with the Bears, especially on offense? No, it doesn't. It's it's essentially a coach and an offensive staff that doesn't have any answers. All they've got is questions. You, and that's why the players are now saying, we got to figure out who we are. Yeah, well, you're supposed to figure that out way before now. You know what bothers me listening to Nagy talk, and, and I understand that whatever, they have to get up there, and it's it's we shouldn't make a whole lot of what they're saying, but he is just hammering away at the fact that, I will never question their effort, and 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 Foles is saying the same thing. You know, we we played the whole time, we gave our effort the the full sixty minutes. That's not something you get to be complimented on. The fact that you didn't give up. What is Getting that? Paid millions of dollars. Let me tell you something. Eddie me... Jackson uh, on the touchdown to AJ Brown. I, I I just I'm just telling you, folks. Go back and look at the film. His angle and he, how he undercut the receiver. He should have been a factor over the top. And yet he undercuts the receiver and hardly even makes any kind of a, you know, effort to tackle the guy. And then a lot of times when somebody's really coming at him, he'll try and like do the bullfighter and then try to strip the ball instead of sucking it up and being the man and lighting somebody up, which as a safety, that's part of your job. You're an enforcer. You're the guy back there that gets a running head start and, and gets to see the play before it actually, you know, develops. Well, we, you're talking about complimenting the effort when these guys are making $5 million, $8 million, $12, $20 million a season? Please spare me. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Come on back here. Get Chris and Bernie and you and you. Ob, you you look thirsty to get uh, your next thought out there. I'll wait. Okay, appreciate that. <laughs> Come on back here. Seven twenty WGN. Jeff Vukovic is back. Ooh. Yes, in the WGN huddle right here. He knows the insurance biz. He prides himself in doing it right. Nationwide is on your side. Check out jeffvuk.com. Nationwide is indeed on your side. I'm looking at all that right now, uh, Pat. And, and I said I, I meant what I said yesterday. So, well, we're where we're at right now uh, as an offense and, and struggling the way we are. You have to be able to look at, at everything, including myself. So, um, you know, we'll 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 see where that goes. We, we play Monday, and we'll uh, we will we will make uh, the best decision possible here. And uh, I think that that's that's a part of some of the decisions that we look at for sure. Oh, when would you sure. like to have a verdict on that? <laughs> I don't know. And, 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 you know, in all honesty, and, and again, with all due respect, if anything was to happen, I'm not sure that, that you guys would know, you know, just so that's what? Where, where that's at. I think you can understand that part. 
He's going to keep it a secret, OB. You're not going to know who's calling plays over there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. That, this, is, this is the NFL, maybe. We, it's going to be like a secret ballot. Everybody uh, hands in I mean, a card and he, one gets picked. He's going to be sitting there. Is he still going to be talking with his sheet? He's going to have the BU laminated sheet, and but yet the calls are going to be coming be, from Lazor? He'll have to put an S on it. It's going to be B-Us. <laughs> I mean... Maybe it, maybe it should say not me. Be all of us. Right. I, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to read between the lines of what he just said there because, yes, we're playing Monday. Does that mean that you're going to play Monday and do the same thing and then you have the bye week and then you don't play until Sunday night against the Packers? That's when you're going to make the change. That might make sense, but you do have extra time this week. Why not? Why wait? What more do we need to see here? We've seen enough. And essentially, this is a perfect time. You get an extra day of preparation. Not only that, you don't want to go into the the, the bye week with everything in disarray. We got a chance where a different perspective, a different play caller, a different play design, a different uh, play chart. All these it it could come to fruition. And guess what? We're going to look like Jack the Bear coming into the bye week, going, "Hey, we're ready for Green Bay. We're ready." If if it if it's another one of these two egg puddings and it goes down the drain like we saw the last month, then my God! And when everybody gets a bye week, they're going to say goodbye and they're leaving. They ain't coming back. Well, I'll tell you what, they better be ready Monday night. We're playing at home, playing the Vikings. How many games did the Vikings won? Three. Two. They won three games. Two, the last two, the Packers and Detroit, and killed both of them. Well, I'll tell you what. You better have them ready to go, boys. You know, you got a head coach, you got offensive and defensive coordinators, you got position coaches, guys are making millions of dollars or whatever have you. And I'll tell you what, it's slipping away, gentlemen. It's slipping away. And what a shame. And I and I, I, I and I gotta say it and I can't stop saying it. My God, you've got a defense, you've had a defense here to win a world championship. And what the hell are you people thinking about? What are you thinking about offensively? Lethargic, slow, and you never attack downfield. You're not going to win football games that way, playing against halfway or quality football teams. You're just not. You could set up your new coordinator in a big-time way against the Vikings, who are in the bottom five in total defense. They're giving up over 400 yards per game. They're 30th against the pass. Maybe you'll give, give, let a guy in there. Start Did you rolling. watch the, the 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 Vikings play Green Bay? I saw some of it. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I, I, right there, it, it was like it's no gimme Zimmer, and I know you liked the guy. It's like you waved a magic wand, and it it was like they were the team of uh, a year or two ago. There was a team that went down and beat the Saints. I'm just telling you. They were knocking people around. They were rushing a passer. They were running over people. Sure. They were blocking people. Nobody touching Dalvin Cook for 9, 12, 15-yard runs. I'm just saying, yeah, hey, that's what we need to do, catch fire and turn things around. Dan, their offense, they get up and go. There's, there, there's no, there's no second-guessing, no nothing. They get up, boom, bang, and they go. Whether they're going to run or pass it, even though Dalvin Cook's a hell of a runner, they move. They get it going. Let me tell you something. When Cook comes out, the second and the third team back, they run just as hard and look basically the same. 
I'm telling you, they get, whatever they're on, they're on ether or something. They're well, they're rolling. Well, look, the Bears are at home on Monday night. They're five and four. The Vikings are three and five. Again, the Bears are at home. The Vikings are favorite. The Vikings are favored by three. So there you go. I and mean, guess what? Uh, David Montgomery may be out. Right. We know that Nick Foles has struggled. We know the offensive line is in shambles. Yeah. We know the defense that we thought was so great. You know, hey, Tennessee throws up. You know, 17 on us before we knew what hit us. We're about to give you the HAMP and OB Essential Questions, which is sponsored by the Marquee Sports Network. Watch Bears Essentials on Marquee Sports Network. Go to our Facebook page where we ask you questions. It's, uh, again, sponsored by the Marquee Sports Network. Questions we put out there this week. Number one, did you find any positives coming out of loss to the Titans? I'm going to give Curtis credit for that one. Number two... Who should start calling plays next week, Matt Nagy or somebody else? And number three, should they have traded for an offensive lineman at the deadline? If yes, who would you have traded for? I'll read some of these throughout the show. But uh, Kimbo says, the only positive I saw was Nagy is positively the worst play caller ever. OB, you did a look on your face there. You got worried. No. The punt returner was so much better. That's true. Dwayne Harris is doing a nice job. Linebacker's much better. You get, let's give Roquan some, some, some yeah, props. Yeah, he's, he's showing up. Yeah, he's playing great football. Um, safety still can't tackle. And those were a couple of the positives. The offense is embarrassing. Uh, real faster, Bernie and Algonquin. Thanks for being patient. Go ahead, Bernie. Hey, guys. Uh, great show. I love you guys. You're the best. Thanks, Thank you. Bernie. Anyway... Uh, when's the last time we had anything close to an all-pro quarterback? Do we have to go back to Sid Luckman? That's it. That's I mean, it. My God! I mean, uh, you know, we got we got one quarterback that can't hit an open receiver, and we got another quarterback that can't throw downfield. How the hell can you even think Super Bowl without having a quarterback? Hampo, you want to defend Nick Foles here because he won a Super Bowl. That's what. That's one of the reasons, Bernie. Well, see, and, and well, he had a coach. And he had a, a great offensive line. Offensive line. You, 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 you bet he did. Line. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And and let's let's also remember this: that Doug Peterson is one of the branches off of the Andy Reid tree. Unfortunately, our branch is a twig, but. <laughs> Fundamentally, that that Philadelphia football team, we saw them come in here and beat our badass defense two years ago in the playoffs. I'm just telling you, they were great at the line of scrimmage. And Nick Foles, he was a facilitator. He knew what to do with the ball. With but, but he can't do it without protection. And that's part of Nagy's job. Get him ample protection. If you got a block eight, block eight! It, 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 you, you wouldn't be talking about coaching, would you? <laughs> Just for the record, we don't have to go all the way back to Luckman. And Jim McMahon did make a Pro Bowl, but uh, and and Mitchell Trubisky did too. Oh, it's Luckman. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. News coming up seven twenty WGN. Hamp and OB. If that happens, that happens. You know, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I don't even know how that would you know come about. I don't think that they would inform the team that that's being changed or anything like that. So. You know, that's the last thing on my mind or the last of my concern. You know, I just go out there and I run what's called and play what's called. Now back to Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. Hampton OB brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. And Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy. Second hour of the show. 
Phone number 312-981-7200. And Adam Hogue coming up here at 8.30. Kaz will be with us in the 9 o'clock hour. All right, Hamp, you wanted to tee up the defense a little bit here. So I just want to give you a couple. Let's, let's, let's give some love to Roquan who reached double-digit tackles. Uh, once again, he's done that in four of his last six games. He led the Bears with 11. Nine of them were solo. He was all over the field. Uh, Buster Screen, Akeem Hicks, Danny Trevathan, all with six tackles. I think we noticed all of them. And then, guys, we didn't notice. Uh, I didn't really notice Khalil Mack, even though it says here he had three tackles. And I certainly didn't notice Robert Quinn. So here's a guy who was coming to play alongside Akeem Hicks, alongside Khalil Mack, you would think his job would be fairly easy. He had 11 sacks last year, and we've seen one play, his first play gets to the quarterback, and the rest of the year, not here at all. How is that even possible? Well, it, it, it's hard to hide uh, and be that good at it. Uh, you know, think about this. So <clears throat> we score early in the fourth quarter. We kick a field goal. Now it's 17-3. to three. So I'm saying, all right, defense, now you have to stop them, get us the ball back. Well, we fool around and let them, uh, uh, Henry break a 39-yard run. I think Akeem missed a tackle. And then they've got Robert Quinn trying to drop back in coverage, and a tight end runs a quick skinny post on him uh, for about 30 yards down to the uh, five-yard line. And – the last time I checked, we, you know, we're paying these guys a lot of money to rush the passer. And every time it looks like they put them into some type of a coverage situation, it's a bust and offenses are taking advantage of it. And I don't know why Pagano continues to try to facilitate that and have our ends, you know, instead of rushing the passer, try to have them cover people because it's futile. And uh, the week before against the uh, Saints, Mac was dropping into coverage, and the tight end ran a, a skinny post on him for a big gain. So, I, I again, this defense, it's like they don't know exactly what their, their responsibilities are, especially in coverages. And if you're going to call these guys into coverage, they've got to be more effective. They've got to take the inside away, do something. Instead... They stand up, they drop back two, two or three yards, and the, the, uh, the receiver, which was the tight ends on both of these occasions, they basically just ran by them, and they were useless. So, again, Quinn obviously is not getting to the quarterback. Maybe Pagano thinks, well, we'll drop, into, drop him into coverage and see if we can't get some bang for the buck out of that. Well, it, it blew up in his face. 269 snaps for Robert Quinn without a sack, a sack thank you, since he had one on his first snap of that's the hard, season. That's hard to believe. But more importantly, Nick Foles was hit nine times and sacked three times by the worst pass-rushing defensive line in football. Think about that. Coming into the game Sunday, the Titans had all of seven sacks on the year. Seven sacks, seven games. Against us, they batter our quarterback and get three sacks. So I'm just saying, whatever we're trying to implement on defense, it's not working, especially with Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. It's not working. Well, Robert Quinn, he has to step up to the plate, guys. Uh, 
<clears throat> I mean, I think this guy is, what has he had, one one sack all year? That would be I one, believe. yep. And we, First play of the game. Yeah, I don't he's he's not a disruptor, which what which exactly is what he's paid to do because Mac is the guy that gets the job done. This guy's supposed to be the guy to cause a lot of problems. So the quarterback doesn't wheel out over his side, so Mac when he gets in there, he's got the quarterback. Well I signed this kid, he I'll tell you what, Dan, he's doing a whole lot of nothing. And you're talking about a kid and, and, and Pay signs him to seventy million and I believe Thirty or forty million is guaranteed. Thirty, thirty million is guaranteed, and you can't find him. The guy he's lost out there. I mean, you got to knock people around. You got you got to do something. And I see a whole lot of nothing. And I, I'm telling you right now, if you look, if you evaluate all eleven players on defense, he's easily the worst. Eddie Jackson's coming in real close to him. By the way, mm-hmm. That's, a lot of missed tackles this year. So if you were to rank the Bears defensively right now, you got you got Hicks one, Fuller two, or vice versa, and then going on down the line? It'd be Fuller. And I, I got to tell you, uh, Jalen Johnson is going to be in the top four or five. And this kid, I, I, I like what I see. My two cents, it's Hicks when he's healthy and when he's gone. Hicks, you rope, rope take one. Hicks. Last year, what did he miss, 11 games? And who's the person nobody could find on the field? What was his name? Cleo Mack? Yes. Akeem Hicks is the main guy on that defense. He's healthy and he's gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody plays better. Everybody does. Everybody feeds off of him. Ro- Roquan is way up there this year. He is all over the field. Well, the last three yeah, weeks, we'll he's, get, he's well, come on. Who's yeah. in front of him? Who's he playing behind? Right, yeah. but the, I mean, he's but he's he's covering. He's anticipating. I'm just you got to give him. Who's he playing behind? I, I got it, Ob. I got it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. what what Ob saying is there's very seldom a, a instance where an offensive lineman is actually blocking him. He's just flowing and you know that's, running to the ball. That's right. That's right. And if he can, that's what he's supposed to do. Dave in South Florida, welcome to WGN Hamp and OB, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Go ahead, my friend. Hey, Hamp, OB, hey, guy, oh, Carmen. Hey, I, I've been calling you guys since 2018 after that horrendous uh, playoff loss to the Eagles. When is it time for us to just think about rebuilding? Because this team is not going anywhere. The offensive line is in shambles. The, the play calling has gotten worse progressively. Obradovich, we've hit it on it several times. I've called you and read the stats. 21 points a game, 2018. We're down to under 19 points a game. We can't even score. Uh, I forgot what the, the commentator said on, on Sunday. We scored, I think, seven points in the last eight quarters of the third quarter. When is it time to look to rebuild and maybe trade away some assets we have? And rebuild kind of like the, a mini rebuild like the Dolphins did down here, where they got a lot of young guys that are hungry, that are fast, and they're rebuilding, and they might be a, a playoff contender in the next two years. Are you willing? Are you willing to lead that to Pace and Nagy? No, they're they're the ones it. running this ship. Are you willing to give another two, three, four year extension to Nagy and to Pace? And you think that they're going to build to make this team better? I don't no, think so. I'm, I'm talking about cleaning house with the GM and the coach. Oh, okay, okay. A, yeah, get, you got to sail, Dave. GM, maybe like the Lewis Riddick, and uh, you know, just starting the whole thing all over again because we're not going into the Super Bowl anytime soon. Not with this. Well, I'll tell you this, and I said this from Pro Football last week. Hey, right now, Brian Flores has done the best job of coaching of anybody in the NFL. 
And they're like you said, they're doing it on the fly. They traded away some good players. They made some changes. Miami couldn't beat a high school team last year. Right. And, and the year get, before. And they went in and they beat the 49ers, beat them to death. Then they come home and beat the Rams. And then they go to Arizona and beat Arizona after Arizona had just beaten Seattle, who everybody thinks is the best team in the NFC. So I'm just saying, it's possible. But for whatever reason, we are going the opposite direction. People thought the Dolphins last year were going to go 0-16. They won five games. They still got a top-five pick. They take two. Ryan Fitzpatrick actually played great for the most part at the start of the season. Yeah, he did. Which is coaching. And that guy's got more head coaches fired than anybody. But guess what? He Coaching people up, finding what they can do and do well, and let them do it. And then they switched to Tua, and he's bad his first week doesn't even throw for 100 yards but he was great this past week yep and, and i mean and that and, and that shows you what impact smart and decisive coaches can do and how they tailor an offense around each player's individual those, right those guys, the, the key word that you just said there in that sentence dan was decisive yeah decisive and i love that point that ham's making there too that Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick are so different. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick can't move at all. Complete pocket passer. Tua's all over the field. Yet they've figured out how to cater an offense to their guys. Bears run the same damn thing, and you, you, you want to know? And no one's successful Mark, in it. Here's one of the astonishing things: after last season, 2019 season, and and Nagy gave his press conference, uh, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And what's the, one of the first things that he said? He wants to take Trubisky. He's going to work with him the entire off season, meaning this past off season. He's going to work with him, and why? And he said the reason why he's going to work with him. He wants him to recognize and read defenses. How long have we been telling him? that kid can't recognize it? He can't read a defense. And that's just one of his problems. But that's what Nagy, and he finally said it. I'm going to work with him every day to make sure he understands defenses and be have the ability to read them and adjust. We're coming back with a special message. OB's got a little, uh, you got some love for somebody who's jumping on the program. Adam Hoag's coming up at 8.30. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time for, for Matt Nagy right now. Herbal Active. Herbal Active's coming on up, 720 WGN. <laughs> Does your pet suffer from joint stiffness, mobility issues, or anxiety? Try Herbal Active Pet Serenity Snacks, enhancing the effects of CBD extract for your pet. They're all natural, lab-tested, and THC-free. They have three delicious flavors for large and small dogs and cats, too. Go to WGNCBD.com, click on the Pets tab, and use the promo code WGN20 for 20% off. Try them out. They've got a money-back guarantee. Go to WGNCBD.com, the promo code WGN20. That's WGNCBD.com. You're going to get some stuff for one of your pets, OB? Yeah, and I'm going to get them for you, and we get it for Dan. I just want to give a shout-out to uh, uh, one of the new sponsors on our show, Herbal Active, which you just read the read. And a a special thank you to Pete Picucci, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Herbal Active. The products are great. Go up online, folks. Look it up. They're wonderful people, solid people, friend of the family. Thanks for coming aboard, Pete. We appreciate it. 
And Go Herbal Atkins. <laughs> I'm going to get some of those pet snacks for the Monday nighter. It's supposed to make you uh, more calm and docile. Right. I, I may need them. You don't, you don't, they've got human snacks for you, Pamp. You don't have to get the pets on kind. Yeah. No, I difference. tell you, they're, they're a wonderful company. And, and again, welcome aboard Herbal Active. Appreciate you joining the show and being one of the sponsors. Things are just getting better and better for pets these days. Makes you know, just uh, get, get a nice meal, have a little CBD, chill out with the mom and well, dad. And they all. make they make a lot they make a lot of products, and I will tell you yeah. what, it's a top notch outfit. They I, really are. There we go, Dave in Wisconsin. Welcome to Hampton Ob on seven twenty WGN. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Go ahead, my friend. All right, guys. How are guys? How are you tonight? All right, Dave. Okay, my friends, born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I've been a Bears fan for 70 years, taking a lot of heat. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, we right now as a coach, this coach, I think is giving the Bears and the whole Chicago area the biggest con job you ever saw in your entire life. 18, 2018, we had this e- one of the easiest schedules in the National Football League. We had some trick plays. Fine. Last year, you know what we were through. This year, no, we know what we were through. Guys... Patrick Manley made a great observation two weeks ago. He said, you know, maybe we just don't have that good of quarterbacks. Well, we don't. I would be willing to bet if they lose the next three games to our divisional opponents, I would either trade Mack, I would trade Quinn, I would make some trades here to get a good draft choice, move up in the draft for a good young quarterback. Look at Miami. Look at Cincinnati. Look at San Diego. Some of these young quarterbacks, and even the ones last year that we missed on, these guys have been really great. And you're talking about we need a quarterback, guys. That's what we need. Offensive line, fine. You guys are right. Everybody's hurt. They're all hurt. But you could design these plays around that. Did we? I believe that Komet was never even targeted. That's correct. Last Sunday. That's correct. Our our leading rusher is a linebacker at halftime. This is the National Football League. This is an historic franchise. But our leading rusher is... Uh, has 11 yards at halftime. He, our linebackers are leading rusher. And Mack, three tackles, no pressures, and no sacks for what we're paying him. I'd trade him down the road. If we lose the next three games, you don't want to blow up the defense. No. But I would definitely, guys, look in the standpoint that we need draft choices next year. But we have to get a franchise quarterback. Now, do I want Pace to pick him? Oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. But this coach and these offensive, if he doesn't realize – he is hurting this team. He can be friends with everybody. That's great. All right, he Dave. He's got to do something. Appreciate Dave, you. That, God bless you, and have a great day. You too, Thanks, Dave. He hit on a lot of good points. You know what, Dave? It, and I, I, Last week, I, and I had mentioned Dan and Mark, and, and my the biggest problem I, that I think with Nagy, and I'm talking about the whole 360. I mean, you could pick out this, that, and every other thing. He wants to be the players on his team, and coaches, he wants to be their best friend. He wants to be their best friend. And I'll tell you what, that's not how you get it done. You demand and you demand and you demand performance. A1 performance, A1 coaching. All right? You don't want to be slapping everybody on the back and laughing and jumping around and everything's good and I'm your best buddy. I got your back. You got my back. He's got his back. We got their back. Everybody's got everybody's back. And at the same time, you look like a bunch of fools out there. All right? Start holding people's feet to the fire. Make them accountable and get the results. And you're not going to get it by being everybody's best friend, Nagy. 
You know, one of the my big regrets, and, and I think you guys know this. Hey, Dan, uh, you think Mike Ditka wanted to be all your no, players' best friend? No, he he's took, like one eighty the other way. Oh yeah, he took you know, delight in tormenting us, but it works, and and it did work. But here's the other part of it. You know, this past weekend was the fifth time this season, five out of nine games, we didn't even rush for sixty-five yards. Now think about that. The game of football is a lot of different things. Okay, it's you know aerial circus catches, blah blah. But at the end of the day, you have to be physical and a physicality that you get by running the ball, and you can run the ball with almost nobody on the offensive line if you commit to it and you sell out and you have a good game plan and you execute it and when people start loading the box then you go outside when you see people start attacking or blitzing then you run traps there's all kinds of different you know scenarios that you can take advantages uh, of, of certain defenses but yet you are going to say we're going to be physical and we're going to run the ball and you know what it's like we don't even care we don't even try and our off, it's it's almost like the uh, opposition. There's no commitment, Dan. Yeah, and they, they it's at the end of the day, their defense doesn't feel like they've been in a, a hard fought football game. You know, it's it it it's it's bizarre, and that may be okay for Cincinnati or Arizona, but as Dave just said, we are a legendary, as you call it, the footing and foundation franchise of you the bet. NFL. You bet. And we've always, forever and a day, been physical, and black and blue was our trademark colors. We ain't hitting nobody this year. We're not beating people up. And you know what? So much of the time, it starts when you sell out and you make your mind up to run the ball. And yet, Nagy doesn't want to do it. And when the rest of the offense is almost comatose, a play-action game is almost always achievable if you can get a running game going and you be physical. But we've never even got that far down the road to try it because we, we don't even have any idea of how to run the football. Well, you look at all the good teams, Dan. They, they run good and they pass good. And what is the biggest thing? You could ask, I'll tell you what, you, you go ask Aaron Rodgers, like all your different, you have set passes, you have set runs or whatever. What is the most play that you have a lot of success on and you, and you can't wait to get it going? It doesn't happen right from the beginning. You get a running game going, it's the bootleg, folks. It's the bootleg. Watch all, watch Patrick Mahomes. Watch even Tom Brady at his age now. Watch them. What do they do? Bootleg. Why they've got a running game. Do you see us bootleg? Once in a blue moon, do you see us sprint out next to never? Do you see us move the pocket next to never? You've got to get foals out of the pocket. When you have a line that's hurting the way we're hurting, you got to slide that line and you got to move that pocket. You got to give that kid time to figure out what's moving. You got to give him time for our receivers to get separation. With the way it's going now, with the people we've got in there blocking the offensive line, we're going to get killed. If you drop back, drop back, drop back every pass play, it's, we're going to get killed. You've got to diversify. You've got to go strong, weak side. You've got to move the pocket. You've got to bootleg. You've got to sprint out. Do we ever see that? 
We don't. And that's one way that we could get down the field and we could put points on the board. Doing what we're doing, we are going nowhere. We can't even convert on third down, folks. It's just a fact. Two out of 15 this last week against the worst third down defense in the National Football League, the Tennessee Titans. And we converted two times out of 15. Give me a break. Well, your case in point was in the second quarter, Foles does try a naked bootleg, and yet the outside linebacker rushes up the field and uh, sacks him because there was no run threat. There was no reason for the linebacker to look down inside. Exactly. It was the easiest play in the history of football. 8.30, Adam Hogue is coming on up here. Hamp and OB with you till 10 o'clock tonight. We're brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. And Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy. Silverado Drive, what Hamp drives, drive a Chevy. 8.30, here is a check of news on 720 WGN. There's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. Wow, wow, wow. Adam Holmes rhetorically dancing with his verbiage. That's right, 8.30. 8.36 to be exact on 720 WGN. Hamp and OB with you till 10 o'clock. Cause is coming up at 9. We're brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Adam Hogue is with us. We missed you last week, Hogue. You were in the COVID uh, quarantine, but now back. I'm glad you're feeling better, Adam Hogue. Yeah, I got put on that reserve COVID-19 list. Is uh not really. I'm, they don't have that for the media, obviously. But uh, I'm doing better. I'm doing better than the Bears' offense, that's for sure. Wow. I mean, what is your confidence that somebody new is going to be calling plays coming up here, Adam? And is that going to be the answer in your mind? This is the first. I'll put it this way, guys. This is the first time in all the weeks that this conversation has come up, and this goes back to last year. I mean, I specifically remember asking Nagy about him potentially giving a play calling last year. Never felt like it's going to happen. Never felt like it was really under serious consideration. He opened the door just slightly to it a few weeks ago when it came up. Still didn't feel like it was happening. This is the first week where, at a minimum, I think there's a legitimate conversation happening at House Hall on whether or not they should do that, prepare for that. Um, and my gut and this is all just going off my gut because we haven't talked to Nagy uh, since yesterday, and we won't talk to him until Thursday because of the Monday night game. My gut is that it might actually happen this week, guys. Hey, Adam. Let me ask you this question. If they admit to it, I'm talking management, ownership, I'm sure they're going to be involved in this decision because obviously it's a big decision because who's your offensive coordinator calling it? He's also the head coach. If they make that move and take it away from Nagy, does that mean Nagy's gone if things don't happen? Uh, no, because it would ultimately depend on how the rest of the season goes, right? You know, if, if they make that move and all of a sudden the offense starts working, well, admittedly that's not a great look for Matt Nagy, at least as the offensive coordinator play caller, Matt Nagy, but... As long as they win games, you know, then that's, that can be looked at as, hey, it was a good move by the head coach, and they got things back on track. Now, we'll obviously have to see how it actually plays out if that does indeed happen. 
And then let me also make something clear. I don't believe, if that move is made, I don't think it would be coming from above. I think that that's fully Matt Nagy's call. You could debate whether that's right or wrong. Uh, but I don't really see, I mean, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy talk about a lot of things. And I'm sure Ryan Pace, if he feels strongly about this, is giving Matt his opinion. But I still think it ultimately comes up, comes down to Matt Nagy making the call and deciding that he's going to give up play calling duties. And I think that's partially why it hasn't happened yet. And just at, I think they're at a breaking point now. Hampo, you look like you're ruminating well, on something here. Well, and, and again, the way he was playing cat and mouse with the media yesterday, he was essentially saying, well, if it happens, nobody's going to know it. They're not going to make it a public disclosure. We'll it, know it on game day, though. I guarantee you that. Well, okay, all that being said, uh, early in the show, I brought up uh, an article I read about, you know, looking at the possible playoff teams and what tier they are in or on, and the Bears have been firmly placed into the panic tier. Do you think the the noise outside of the Chicago media is now kind of getting into their heads and they realize how just Henry Burris bad this offense has been the whole last month or so and and do you think that it would happen for the Monday nighter against Minnesota or do you think that in an arrogant way they're going to go well we're going to wait till the bye week and then we'll set it up then which if they lose if they lose on Monday night man that's going to leave a, a hell of a smell for the next two weeks to try to work around. By the way, Henry Burris is on the Bears coaching staff. I know he is. <laughs> Go back and watch film. Yeah. No, I know, I know. Um, I just think, I just love that reference. I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, that, that timeline that timeline has been something I've been considering. You know, is this something he waits to the bye week? Um, I don't – wait, I, I think you have an extra week here. Like, the players – we're in briefly today for some meetings, but they're not practicing until until Thursday. The, the coaching staff has really had three days here, counting tomorrow as well as a, a sort of an off day, to talk about this and prepare for this. And, you know, you bring up the Monday night. Obviously, you aren't watching the broadcast um, during the games, but – a lot of people in the organization are, especially this year, because a lot less people in the organization are traveling to these games. They're watching the TV broadcast more than ever. And you can debate how much that should weigh in a decision. But, you know, a couple weeks now, and especially Troy Aikman last week, I thought, uh, was very, very harsh and not to a fault, just kind of calling it how it really was uh, and how painful it is to watch this offense. So when you talk about that national reaction or narrative or critique seeping into House Hall, I don't necessarily think of that as the player. And you, maybe you guys disagree. I don't necessarily think about the players or the coaches as much as the people above or around the organization um, that could be getting fed up because that's ultimately what it takes guys for there to be major changes. And I think we saw that happen to an extreme level with Phil Emery and Mark Tressman. And then over the course of three years, that's eventually uh, the frustration with John Fox 
him in as well. I don't necessarily feel like the organization's at that point with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. I'm talking about the organization, not the fans at this point. Um, but, hey, there's still seven games to go. and we, I've seen this play out before in a very negative way. So you can read Adam Hoag's 10 Bears things, by the way, over at NBCSports.com. And number seven, this might uh, – irk you a little bit OB but I'm going to bring it up anyway Uh, we're trying to get a breakdown on what's going on with Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and I'll let you take the Robert Quinn part well you can have both parts of this Adam but your your call out a stat from ESPN that Mack not only with the six and a half sacks but he's third in the NFL in sacks created behind Aaron Donald and and Miles Garrett do you believe that that stat when because you go back and you watch every game you watch the coaches film you do all this stuff is is Mack actually having that big of an impact in your mind Yes, he is. Uh, I, I've been uh, now Sunday. I have a big impact. I want to make that clear. You know, Sunday was an exception. Um, and as much as he's getting paid, you don't want to see games like that where uh, he doesn't really have that much of an impact. Now, but however, earlier in the season and pretty much every other week, with maybe one other exception earlier in the season, I feel like he has been getting there. And I like that that that's create or sacks created. As long as, and there's a disclaimer I think I put in there what I wrote, you also have the sacks. You know what I mean? Like, so last year when he finished with only eight and a half sacks the whole season, we all got tired of hearing the coaching staff talk about, well, he's getting other, you know, he's helping other guys. Well, they weren't getting to the quarterback enough as a team. So I didn't really want to hear that. This year, six and a half sacks, you'd probably like that number a little bit higher for what they're paying him, but. Overall, you take in the eight sacks created, that technically is 14 and a half. He's making an impact. Now, with Robert Quinn, he's created four sacks for his teammates, according to that analytic that you brought up, but he only has one sack on the year. So I don't really want to hear about necessarily the sacks he's creating other guys if he's not getting to the quarterback himself. Now, let's, uh, let's talk uh, quickly about the, the fact that you know this defense as 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 a whole has had moments where they've been effective but have you noticed that for whatever reason Chuck Pagano he's trying to incorporate a little bit of trickery and have Mac and Quinn both do some dropping into coverage and the last two weeks Mac was uh lined up at right outside linebacker dropped into coverage and the Saint uh, tight end Cook gave him wind burn running by him on a on a quick slant post and went for thirty yards and then Quinn the same thing down in Tennessee ran by him and had another thirty yard gain down to about the five yard line so all this you know we're talking about sacks and yet here we've got a, a disconnect with the coach trying to. You know, create some kind of a illusion of multiple different coverages with different people dropping into zones, whatnot, and they're they're essentially useless. Yeah, I mean, what what you're bringing up is this is this is how I look at it. You know, if you want to put that on tape to make teams prepare for it, fine. But when you do it, you better not give up a thirty yard completion because you did it. Bingo. You know. So it's it's one thing to to make one thing to have opposing offenses prepare for wrinkles like that, like you want to do that, but you can't do it at the expense of actually giving up a big play. And I'll give you another example. 
how did Danny Trevathan, and to his credit, he made a great play, but how did Danny Trevathan, who struggled in coverage for most of the season, get caught in a situation where he's running downfield with A.J. Brown, a really good wide receiver? Bingo. Like, that, that should have never happened. Thankfully, I don't know what was going on with Danny early in the season, but he seems to be getting his speed back. He seems to be, you know, getting back in shape. But even a 100% Danny Trevathan, I don't want running down the field with A.J. Brown. He made a great play, bailed his defense coordinator out on that play, but the point is it never should have happened. Adam, hang on there. We'll bring you on back uh, for one more segment with Adam Hogue. If you want to jump in here, 312-981-7200. By the way, uh, Hogue's not in studio, so he did not get to enjoy Bartolini's restaurant and catering. Family-owned and operated the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland, the meatballs. Featured on the Travel Channel, located 144th in Pulaski. Bartolini's open seven days a week. Call 708-396-2333. OB, you like your dinner tonight? You Good. betcha. Yes, you did. There, are you kidding me? I know you did. I know you did. You had, had the bib on and everything. It was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with Adam, 720 WGN. Jeff Vukovic is Ooh. back. Yes, indeed, the straight shooter. He knows insurance. He's on your side, and he'd love to help you. Adam Hogue, welcome back in Nationwide. Nation on your side. Check out JeffVook.com. Vook! Nationwide is on your side. It's our guy Vook. Uh, all right, Adam, since we were talking about the defense, can you, because uh, I'm sure OB is curious on your expert looking back, is Akeem Hicks being as impactful as uh, OB thinks he is? And I know OB is correct here, but I'd like to hear you say it. Yeah, no, Akeem Hicks has been great. And one of the things I specifically loved on his tape, uh, going back and watching Sunday, there was a play late. And I mean, like, last two or three minutes of the game, this thing's, for all intents and purposes, over, right? Well, Akeem Hicks still out there making a big play. Um, and even more so than that, showing the same exact intensity he had on the first play of the game. Uh, so, you know, that shows a guy that, that's, really invested, really doesn't care about the score. He's in it every single snap. Uh, and the Bears are just, to keep it short and sweet, just so incredibly fortunate to have Akeem Hicks. And as many problems as there are right now on the roster, that is obviously uh, one of Ryan Pace's best moves, if not his best move, honestly, in the six years he's been the general manager. That, finding Akeem Hicks, signing him to a prove-it deal, and then – Getting you can give the coaches obviously credit for getting him in the right scheme and developing him. But Keem Hicks is just awesome. Amen. All right, let's let's talk about the possibility of David Montgomery not suiting up Monday night. That would mean Ryan Nall will be starting. How do you feel about the offense with Ryan Nall involved or Lamar Miller? Right. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If Lamar Miller is not ready by now, I don't know when he is going to be ready. Uh, you didn't really need him before, so I understood why they kept him on the practice squad. Now, he was coming back from a knee injury and clearly wasn't healthy when he signed with the team. Um, but that was, man, it's been at least a month and a half now, uh, maybe even longer since he signed. So, uh, I, like I said, if he's not ready to go now when you need him, I don't know that that's going to happen. Uh, uh- on the, on the other side, though, Lamar Miller has been in the league a long time. He's an older running back. And he's coming off a knee injury. So I don't necessarily know that you're expecting huge things from him. Ryan Nall, interesting player. You know, I 
I think he has some running ability. I think he has the ability to catch out of the backfield. They try to use him as a fullback sometimes, and I don't necessarily think he really has that type of blocking ability um, and that type of physicality. So I think you will lack a little bit there in pass protection, but they got to get something from the running backs at this point. Adam, what you're going to get, in my opinion, is a plateful of Cordell Patterson at running back. Either in the I formation or whatever, you will see Cordell Patterson. He will be, in my opinion, he will be our number one running threat, our number one running back come Monday night. Cordell Patterson, that's my bet. You're probably right. We've talked about this before. Um, you know, whether he leads the team in carries on Monday or not, it, he, he just he, – I, I think They have nowhere to go, to go, Adam. They have nowhere to go. Yeah, well, that's a, well, They've got to put him in there. None of them do. Pardon? Does it really, honestly, does it matter who's back there this week? The, 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 there, there are no holes to run through, no matter who's at running back. Uh, the Bears did go out and sign Eric Cush to the practice squad today on the line. He's at least somebody who's been in this offense before he played in 2018. He can play center. He can play guard. Uh, I'm sorry, but Rashad Coward, he, he, he can't be in there anymore. Alex Bars, I'm glad that he was able to to start on short notice at a position he's never played at, but he didn't play that well at center. I, I think he gave me an okay guard, perhaps even a tackle, but he shouldn't be playing center. They need to come up with solutions here, uh, and they need new players. I, I, I can't. I, I just I can't watch another game with Rashad Coward on the offensive line. I can't. I'll stick to my running back. It's, it's going to be a plateful of Cordell Patterson. <laughs> Are, Mark my words, Adam. Hey. Adam, go ahead, Cam. Well, I, 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 again, week after week, uh, the the guy on my left here wants to see more of Cole Komet, and yet not one single target last week. Not one. Yeah. Uh, so they fixed the problem where he doesn't even play. <laughs> you know, he he has taken over the role from Demetrius Harris as the uh, tech, depending on how you want to put it, number two tight end or number one wide tight end. Uh, but does it matter if he's not getting any targets? So have you guys talked about this already, what Clancy Barone, the tight end coach, said yesterday? No, we didn't. So he essentially said, hey, look, we don't have a lot of him routes. By him routes, he means we're throwing the ball to him. You know, like there's essentially one read this play is designed to go to this particular player. And that's the truth of the offense. And the whole long spiel on this, if you watch it in Kansas City, it works because, yes, there's supposed to be four different options on every play, and the quarterback reads the coverage, and he finds the guy who's open. Well, that's just not playing out here, guys. That's not the reality of the situation because you need time. You need protection. You need a quarterback that can play at a high level to execute all that. So I think there should be more him routes. There should be more plays where you just say, hey, look, this play is designed to go to Cole Quebec. We drafted him in the second round. He's a good route runner. Everyone keeps saying he's a good route runner. He can catch the ball. He keeps catching the ball when they do throw it to him. But they need to do it more. So that's what we're talking about with the offensive coordinator. That's what we're talking about from a play-calling standpoint. Adjust to what you have. You're not living in Kansas City. You're in Chicago. You don't really have an offensive line. You don't have a great quarterback. Find ways to scheme the players you do have open. Just do it. 
Got 30 seconds here, Hamp. Be quick. All right. And we said if, if Nagy does, you know, somebody pries the play chart out of his hand, it will be Bill Lazor, correct? Um, I would think so, but I also wouldn't completely rule Dave or going because he's technically the passing game coordinator and, well, they can't <laughs> run the ball. So, <laughs> Hamp just had the, the eye roll of all eye rolls on that one. I don't mean to call that out, but I feel like it needed. Yeah, it was hey, so good. Adam, you want to know what the, the bottom line is here? Be quick, the bottom OB. line, it's it starts with Pace and Nagy. They've been here three years, or Nagy's been here three years. Pace has been here what five, six years. What you see on that football field is what both of them put their minds together, and they brought offensively and defensive coaches in and the players in. It's not a mystery whose problem this is. It's Pace and it's Nagy. We can talk. Till the cows come home about this guy's hurt, this program, that pro, this ain't working, that's not working. We thought this should have happened. No, it's right in front of you. It's pace and it's naggy. And we're in a position we are. Why we are? Because of those two. Adam, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Hamp and OB. We all need to raise our play with where we're at right now and some of the, the injury bugs that we've had and, and different things. But again, that's that's what every other team is going through as well. So that that's our job. Not not only Nick's to raise his game, but our job as coaches, our job as players to do the same thing. Now back to Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. All right, trivia question to start the nine o'clock hour. With you till 10. Kyle's coming up in a second here. Hampton will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. And Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Drive a Chevy. Love some phone calls here in the final hour. 312-981-7200. This is going to be Hamp versus OB trivia to start the hour. You ready? OB, you get to go first. There are 32 teams in the NFL. The Chicago Bears are... In what place? In yards per play. Yards per play. Last. They are 31st. You are still scoreless. You are st- Dan Hampton, the Bears are what in rushing? I missed it by one? Yes. And you're telling me I... That's, that does not count. This is, this is a very tough game. Rushing yards per game, Dan Hampton. There are 32... Last! Last is correct. Hamp one, OB nothing. Rushing yards per play, OB. Last. They would be They're 20- the worst offense in the National Football League. Correct. Okay. But, but they were 29th in rushing yards per play. It's still 1-0 Hamp. Passing yards per play. Uh, 24th. They're 29th. So OB, you're only trailing by one. First downs per no, game. I'm not. First, first, first downs per game. Us? Yes. Dead last. They're 27th in first downs per game. On third down, third down conversions here. Hampo. 30, 30th. They're 31st. Hampo still only up one. Dang. In the red zone, scoring. Dead last. They are 30th. OB, you are not, you are going to lose a game that you're well, not going to claim. That they're you're. definitely dead last. And, and in points per game, how many? 31st. They are 28th in points per game. Your Chicago Bears. And the acume is awful. <laughs> the, acume, the, the, the the total is uh, completely and utterly pathetic. But, 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 what? They're third in excuses, though. Does anybody <laughs> yeah. and does anybody take this guy, Maggie? It's it's laughable. I mean, you 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 can't make these numbers up. And for him you know to have how hard you got to work at it to be that bad. 
you got to be on it 24-7. And to have a death grip on the play chart and not even consider making changes for the betterment of the franchise, that, for the betterment of the team, I'll tell you for one, the betterment Jay, of the players. Ownership. I'm going to tell you what, you can't, you know, we're in we're this world and, and state and county and we're in really, really different times to say the least. And, you know, people are finding other things to do. And, and, and this has always been a Bears town. There's no question about it. I was born here, raised here, every other thing. But I'll tell you what, assume nothing. Assume nothing. And I'm going to tell you what, ownership of the Bears, better start taking a long, hard look at what's going on. You know, you get you get a little bit tired of the draft picks that have come in here, and you get a little hard, a little tired of week after week what you're doing the same thing. You can't run the football, you can't pass the football, you can't convert on third down, and you can't score points. And that just didn't happen last week. That's been all this year. All of last year. Okay? Somebody's got to start taking a real hard look at this, folks. Let's bring our guy Kaz in here. Brought to you tonight by Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering. Family owned and operated the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. Located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. They're open seven days a week. 24 hours a day for catering. 708-396-2333. It's an upgrade for you, Kazi. We're bringing you in here with Bartolini's. Good to have you, Kaz, man. Well, anytime I could be along with Bartolini, um, that's as good as it gets. Trust me. I'm wearing their shirt, in fact. We got meat, right? Bartolini. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Those greatest meatballs. And oh, by the way, the Bears, um, well, they keep losing. And that's all we can say. One of the uh, topics we've kicked around tonight is the fact that now, after three humiliating defeats where the offense was hardly a factor um, on Sunday. It, it, it's it's past time for Matt Nagy to relinquish some of the play calling duties, if not the design of the plays. And we know about the offensive line situation with some injuries, with some, you know, second and third string players having to play. But the same Tennessee Titan team that we saw body slam us play after play, they were handled by a Cincinnati Bengal offensive line that had four starters out. So, you know, enough of the excuses. Do you think it's time that other people start to look at the play sheet, Cos? Yes, of course. Anybody. But Matt Nagy, this guy shouldn't be calling plays. We've been talking about it for the last, what, two years now? Correct. Um, Especially this year. So, um, yeah, it's a joke. What are you going to do? Hopefully, you know, he's going to make it. I'm sure it's going to be top secret when he hands it off, and he'll he'll be all ridiculous about it. And if if they have success, he'll pretend like he called it. He'll have his little sheet that says, you know, be you, and he'll pretend like he's calling plays even though he's not. So um, it, it, it's it's a joke. It's time to wake up, and it's time to uh, actually, as you always said, Dan, put your big boy pants on. Um, everybody has injuries. Everybody has 
a lot of things happening on their football team, and it comes down to designing plays that allow your team to be successful, and Nagy doesn't possess that skill. You know, what? We, we, we've talked about it, and I'm starting to, uh, you know, take away the credit for winning because he continues to lose. But at some point, he has to just be the head football coach and uh, step away from play calling. And I don't care who calls it. Have Mark Carmen call it for all I I'm care. in. Let's go. Can't be worse, right? Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, Mark, I'm sure you have a couple of uh, tricky plays up your sleeve where – you could bring in defensive linemen and do all kinds of dumb stuff. Right? I would just call you all up, and uh, you could tell me what to do, and then I would get all the credit. That, that That's cool with everybody here. Yeah, hey, we're let's, all down with it at this point. Right, why not? Hey, Kazi, hang on two minutes here. We'll take some calls with Kaz. Robert, Eli, you, 312-981-7200. I've got more uh, for the Hamp and OB, and we'll throw Kaz in the trivia game here with the stat coming on back here to see who's closest. As uh, the Bears were building a bridge to a Bears win on Monday night over the Vikings, get to win number six on 720 WGN. Herbal Active is your source for high-performance CBD-infused balms and lotions specifically developed for those who strive to stay active. Try Herbal Active CBD-infused body balm and get moving again. Its patented time-release formulation provides you extended localized relief. It's all-natural, non-GMO, and THC-free. Order now, and WGN listeners will get 20% off all Herbal Active CBD products using the promo code WGN20. You go to WGNCBD.com. That's WGNCBD.com. Use that promo code WGN20 for 20% off at WGNCBD.com. Uh, you know what? That's something where we got to look at the film and this talk, you know, coaches and players, and figure it out. I don't have that answer for you. Um, but I will say when we clean that up, it'll really help us um, in those situations because we'll be able to get keep the chains moving and have another set of down. So um, that, that'll be a big emphasis for us. So that's Nick Foles talking about the Bears offense, talking about extending drives, just talking about being better, period, which is getting more and more confusing on how to do. We bring Kaz back in here. Kaz, what are you seeing from Foles? I see a guy that doesn't believe in the system. I see an offense and a bunch of players that don't believe in the system. And I see a bunch of guys that are just uh, going through the motions. And that's what it looks like. And that's why you're now 5-4. and four. Well, What are you seeing with 9? Well, and, and I think at the root of the problem is, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about Minnesota. They started the season off in disarray. And they were... They were playing bad. And a lot of people thought when they made a, a couple of trades, they were basically uh, getting ready to tank. And yet something magnificent happened a couple of weeks ago. They kind of bought into the running game of Dalvin Cook, and they went up to Green Bay, and they just beat the Packers' pants off. Then this past weekend against Detroit, Cook went wild again. And it's almost like the entire team has caught fire. Now, the receivers are blocking. They're buying in. The offensive line was blocking. They were buying in. And, and you don't see that when you look at the Bears, do you, Kaz? No, not at all. That, you know, that's the point. Uh, every time I hear uh, Nick talk in, uh, you know, on, on, on air or wherever, it just sounds like a guy that's saying what he's supposed to say. 
Um, not like uh, Mitch did, right? Because Mitch would do uh, coach talk, but same kind of deal. It's just it, it's hard to buy in when you know that what you're doing isn't exactly what makes you or puts you in the best chance to win, and that's all you ever want to do as a football player. You want to feel like you have a shot. And these guys, the way they're going about their business, the way, the way that uh, Matt Nagy calls plays, it's embarrassing. It's time to just take the card away from them and let them just uh, be the head coach. And I don't care who calls plays, but not him. And change, you know, pretty much you got to change everything you're doing from top to bottom on the offensive side. Okay, Cos, this is uh... – a uh, a tweet from a guy named Dan Orlovsky, who was a quarterback for the Lions for a couple of years. He torched Matt Nagy. Anyway, torched him. here's what he said. <laughs> Coaches spend all week game planning, and they grind really hard in situational football. The red zone, two-minute, third downs, all that. They grind all week with their plan. Well, the Chicago Bears did that on their very first two third down situations of the game. They ran the same exact play. All week, they ran it to the play. It was a man-beater versus a zone. So, essentially, explain that. A man-beater versus zone. And In other words, they were expecting a, to be playing against a man defense on third down, and yet, Tennessee flipped the switch and went with the zone, Correct. Yes, 100%. And they didn't have the answer. Not only did they not have the answer, they ran the same play again. I mean, you know, think about it. Oh, this time we're going to really trick them because they're going to jump into man. No, they didn't because they had the uh, book on you and they know who you are and they uh, out outsmarted you. So what does that say? It, it says that their coaches are smarter than our coaches. At least on offense. And both those plays were essentially a third and eight situation where they ran a four-yard square out and was tackled once the ball was was caught. Yeah. So it's fourth and four. There's nobody to, you know, again, the guy sitting in his own, he runs up and he tackles him. If it's man, you, if you're actually picking, which I doubt they were doing anyway, but if they were, um, you know, maybe you have a chance. But it's. You know, you shouldn't be in the third and eight anyway between you and I, but it, it is what it is, and this is what you get with uh, Matt Nagy and his brilliant offense. Let's take some calls with Kaz here, 312-981-7200. That is the phone number, Hampton OB on 720 WGN with Kaz, brought to you by Chevy, drivechicago.com, and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy, Silverado Drive, what Hamp drives a Chevy. Let's uh, let's try Robert. Thank you for your patience, Robert. You're on with Kaz, Hamp, and OB. Go ahead, my friend. Hey, guys. Honored to talk to you. Um, you know, I um, what I would do, looking at it, I agree with Hampton. I mean, I think they should put a fullback in. Maybe Patterson can play fullback or even one of those tight ends. I mean, there's a great group of tight ends. But, uh, you know, what I what I think about most is they've really, the Bears have really been mediocre since Jim Finks left. I mean, thanks with his first pick, it was Walter Payton, and he drafted, you know, six or seven, maybe more Hall of Fame players. And since McCaskey's have taken over, there's just one that I can remember, a Brian Erlocker. But I tell you, what's most disturbing is, you know, they never bring in former players to the organization. I mean, can you tell me why Ron Rivera's not coaching this team? 
Les Fraser, Mike Singletary, why why aren't they coaching? I mean, I really think that they need to clean house again, starting with Ted Phillips, and bring in some football people like Bill Cower or someone of that caliber. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. I don't think Ted Phillips is going anywhere, but you're what not the you first think, one. Cause? Well, um, <laughs> nothing he said was not true, right? So I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answers to any of this. I, I just know that I'm really tired of watching the Bears, one of the uh, original franchises, one of, you know, uh, uh, George Hallis, the probably the originator of the NFL, uh, and this is embarrassing. What's happening right now? And hopefully they can uh, figure out how to do things better. But it starts with uh, your general manager, Ryan Pace, is a disaster. Starts there, and you work down. You know, in answering the question, uh, uh, the caller mentioned about Ron Rivera. Uh, Danny, correct me here if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Ron Rivera was a defensive coach here, and I believe he was a, coordinator. De- a yep. coordinator, defensive coordinator, and then he got in a tiff because Lovey didn't like the way the things that he was doing, and Lovey got rid of him. Am I not correct in that? You are well, correct. Well, essentially, Ron was was given a chance to uh, uh, to interview for the San Diego Charger head coaching position, and when he was on the plane, about time it got over Kansas, Lovey uh, decided to relieve Ron of his duties and promoted Bob Babbage, his uh, BBF or BFF or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, BBF. What's called that? Yeah, BBF. BBF. Whatever know. it is. Right. No, it's true. And and you know what? The, the truth is, Lovey was smart enough to recognize that Ron Rivera was going to be the next head coach, and he they had just played in the Super Bowl, so he blamed Ronnie for some of the things that happened in that Super Bowl, and you know went uh, went from there. So it's never been the same. Hey, so you guys uh, brought up Dan Orlovsky. Let's just play this quickly. What what he had to say about uh, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. It's a very important for everyone to understand. There's a big difference between being a coach and being a teacher. A coach that cannot teach is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to build relationships with their players is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to communicate with their players is a failure. A coach that cannot adapt or change their scheme to the type of talent that they have is a failure. And right now, Matt Nagy in Chicago is a failure. He can't do any of that stuff in Chicago. Stop. This is the offense that you wanted to run. This is the offense that you wanted to run from Kansas City. It's not working. You don't know how to adjust to the talent that you have. I said it all the time on Chicago radio last year. Fit your offense to Mitchell Trubisky. Well, you didn't want to. So you went and got Nick Foles. And now you don't have an offense that will work for Nick Foles. This is like a marriage. When you so there you go teeing it up, Ob. Have you said something like that before? <laughs> Thank you, Mark. That's exactly what I've been saying. It was. It was. It's exactly what I've been saying since Nagy's been here. He said that on the ESPN show Get Up. So I mean, it's going. It's a national attack now. On he uh, doesn't know which way's up or which way's down. He just really doesn't. Just listen to him after a game. When he gets, he doesn't really get really tough questions, 
but sometimes they're semi-tough questions and watch him stumble and bumble and fumble through his, his, his answers. He's had some stumble and some bumble lately, that's for sure. Kaz, hang on. We'll get get a check of news coming back with Kaz. It's Hampton OB with Kaz up till 10 on 720 WGN. Hamp and OB with you here on 720 WGN, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. With our guy Kaz going up until 10 o'clock, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. And uh, hey, thank you again to Bartolini's, who is sponsoring Kaz tonight. You can visit them at Bartolini's.com for all the information. Check out the meatballs, check out the chicken, check out the spaghetti, check out... Great dessert tonight as you well. You name it. You name they it. They got it. And yes, absolutely. 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. Cause those meatballs were rolling like your putts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm sure Ed took the chicken deep tonight, yeah. like always. So, I know, got. I, I, I took all. I, I took all the legs. <laughs> I mean, six thirty is a very serious time here before the show, and then when uh, yeah, them cheekbones bones look like he threw them in a wood shredder. <laughs> so all right, let's get to the Kenny calls. Mustard here. can't be our head coach, right? That guy has all the details down. I love it. Right? Isn't that what it's all about? Details. This is true. Uh, speaking of that, but we'll get to the calls in one second here, Cos. But when you see fourth and one, and you line up, and you get a false start, and now it's fourth and six, and now you get another. Uh, whatever, whatever the call, motion penalty, motion penalty on Jimmy Graham, right? Uh, it's fourth and eleven. Is that on the players? Is that on the coaching staff? Is that on everybody? It's the coaching staff. I, it, I just want to see what. What? Yeah. It's the coaching staff. Go ahead, go ahead, Ed. You, you were going to say no. it, it is the coaching staff. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. We're, listen, we're the most penalized team in the NFL. The worst. We're, we're worse than a lot of things, but we're worse there. And this is an easy answer. What's that a reflection of? Coaching. Not another thing said. It falls yep, right yep. on the coaches. When you have a team constantly penalized like that, it falls right on the coach's head. Because you hold your players accountable, and that's what Ed is trying to say. Look, that's exactly correct. Coaches will hold players accountable, and you don't do that because you know you're not going to be on the team for very long if you make that mistake over and over again. And with this group, they could do it all day long, and they're not afraid. So that's an issue. I mean, if I'm Jimmy Graham, I, I get it, and I, and I agree. And you're a veteran. You're Jimmy Graham. You should know better. Come on, man. Well, that- Jimmy Graham shouldn't even be on the football field right now between you and I. And he, I mean, he's whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say it. I, I love the young kid. They just don't know how to use him. It, uh, we, what do we have, 12 tight ends now on the team, 13? For crying out loud, use these guys. Well, it's getting goofy. Let's get some calls in here. Eli, Buffalo Grove, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hi, guys. How are you? All right, it's been Eli. honored to talk to you guys, OB, Dan, and Kaz. I've been a best friend for over 30 years, and I'm just getting frustrated all the time. I want to talk about, by the way, OB, I met you at Arlington High Sports many, many years ago. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk about Khalil Mack. We brought this guy... We are paying millions of dollars. Of every time I watch him during the game, the guy is not producing. He's not doing nothing. I just don't understand why. And I want to say one more thing. Ryan Pace, got to go. I'm going to hang up and listen, guys, and I love your show. Thank you. Thank you, Eli. Thanks, Eli. Yep, Ryan Pace should go. That is 100% correct. And I will say that until the 
you know, till the cows come in, right, Dan, or until uh, I actually uh, change my underwear. I mean, I'm going to keep saying that because it uh, should happen. I don't know why I threw the underwear in, but it just made sense. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, you pay somebody a lot of money. Forget the money. It's it's internal pride, and we're not seeing a lot of pride right now. Well, anybody disagree? Well, no. And again, you know, I I hate to say it, but in 2018, when he shows up, he had a a big bang opener against the Packers. He had a few more games that that season where everybody's going, wow, this guy, he's a special player. He's a difference maker. We didn't see it last year. Most of the reason, Akeem Hicks was injured and not available this year. For whatever reason, he's got a owie, he's got an ankle, whatever. He's not the same player. And you know what? We need Cleo Mack to be six foot eight and bulletproof, and he hasn't been. And the and I, I said that cause fourth quarter, we finally score. It's seventeen to three. We've seen this offense somehow, some way come from nowhere with a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. We saw it against Atlanta, Detroit. We've seen it. And yet the defense, you know, goes out there and gives up a couple of big plays and gives up a touchdown, essentially ending the game. And Khalil Mack wasn't a factor at any time. And that that's why you got him. And yet there's nothing to show for it. All right, Khalil Mack. They gave him credit, I saw in the stats, for three tackles. I'm not quite sure how he got three tackles, but I remember when he got his first tackle of the game, it was exactly, people go back and take a look at it. If you've got it, go back. He made it with one minute to go in the game. He made his first tackle. Now, where the hell did he make two more tackles? I have no idea. They gave him credit for three. But with one minute to go, approximately one minute to go, that was his first tackle of the game. And here's a guy... That making twenty, I believe, is roughly around twenty three point five million a year, and and if you break it down, Glenn into plays, let's say he plays roughly roughly around fifty forty five fifty some plays a game, he's making thirty thousand dollars a play. Now, according to some people, if you're making thirty thousand dollars a play, you better walk on water. He's making twenty six million this year for the record. Jeez. Yeah, whatever it is, it's it's too much. And we talked yeah. about it in the thirty thousand dollars to play. He got he got, you know, at the end of the game there in overtime, he got blocked by a wide receiver on the sweet play that set up the game winning field goal. It was embarrassing. When was the last time any stud defensive end or linebacker or uh, whatever you want to call him gets blocked by a wide receiver on a quick toss. It, it, it's, it's, mind, it's mind-numbing. It, it shouldn't happen. You should just run over that guy or at least spin out of it and make some kind of effort. No, he just got washed down and let the guy run around him and Went for 20 yards. Tony in Addison, welcome to 720 WGN Hample B and Cos. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know how good your memory I mean, I got a pretty good memory. I don't know how good your memory is, but back in 2001, 2003, 
the Bears had John Schubert's offensive coordinator, as you might remember. And many times that Doug Buffon was, and you were not on the postgame show back in those days, that he said, Doug Buffon was saying, this Bears deep offense is designed not to score. I found that kind of comical at the time. I mean, because There's they the were truth. like they are now, and I'm just reminding me, this is this is what's happening to these days. It's the same thing. And this Bears Bears offense designed not to score, according to Doug Buffon. I'm not sure if you remember that, Ed, but that's on a different radio station, you, on a post game show. So that's what they were saying back in those days. You're Thanks, Tony. Know, Shoop know, is a step up from this offense. You're absolutely correct, <laughs> Doug. When Doug said that, I could. My God, you talk about design not to score. I mean. And that's a fact. That's what it was. You don't have to go back to 01 and 03. We can just talk basically bare year. Yeah, right? I mean, it's true. Guy's I mean, got a hell of a memory. That's very good. Gary, it's go, go ahead. It's embarrassing, though. That yeah, they, that it is. It looks like they're trying not to score, literally. Gary, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, hey, Cause and OB and the Hamp, uh, we're halfway through the season. What two teams do you like to go all the way in both the, uh, the American Football League and the National Football League so far? Love them going AFL. Go ahead, Cause. Well, I would say Kansas City, no matter what they say about Pittsburgh. I'll take Kansas City all day long. And, you know, the NFC side. That's uh, where it gets tricky. New Orleans, probably right now. Wow. Would be the team to beat. Who else is, is is there? Green Bay. I mean, people will say Green Bay, but I just don't like them, so I won't say their name. I'll jump in. I'd say just I agree with Glenn. It's got to be it's got to be the Steelers or the Chiefs, and then the NFL. Uh boy, that's 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 a that's pretty much a tough one. But I'm going to tell you it's what toss up, I'm going I'm going to make a. A wild guess here, <laughs> and I'm going to say somehow I think the Rams are going to get in there. Wow! Yeah, somehow I think the Rams are going to get in there, and I think I don't know how the hell do you beat Aaron Rodgers when it comes down to crunch time. So I would say the Packers, and I would say the Rams. That's my two. Um, despite the fact that <clears throat> Seattle is struggling on defense, they're going to get better. Uh, Pete Carroll's got you know a lot of cards yet to play, and that offense when when you know it's a, a thousand paper cuts, and of course Kansas City probably wins it all again. They're just you know Mahomes makes everybody on the team better. To the point that y'all are making here though is look the NFC is wide open. Green Bay, it is. it's completely wide open. So if the Bears ever did get their act together, anything really would be possible. The schedule to me. Favors the Bears. They got to play Jacksonville. What is Jacksonville? What have they got? Houston. One, one, yeah. Jacksonville's Detroit. got one win. What is and, and Houston's got what? One win or two wins? Two. And then uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings, we got to play twice. That's they, three. They got two or three wins. And we got to play Detroit again. They've got three wins. My And that's what we got waiting for us. And we play the Vikings twice. So if we still have a shot at getting to the playoffs. Via what is in front of us with these teams that we have to play with their records, they're beat. You can beat these teams, Kazi. Minnesota scares me though. Me yeah, too. They're, they're starting to play really well. Yeah, but and, Glenn, you got Jacksonville. You got. I know. You got in Houston. Bay, though, you you got Detroit again to play. Too, so right. You Ka- know. 
I agree. You know, Ed, you're right, 100%. They got a shot. I disagree with you. They got a shot for the playoffs. But but you got to pull your head out of your backside. I'm talking about the head football coach. Step down as the offensive coordinator. Give it. I don't care who you give it to. It doesn't even matter. Give it to one of your cord, one of your assistants, and uh, let's see where they go. Hey, Glenn, not only do you have to step down, he's got to walk away from it. Yep, he's yep. got to let those other guys, those other three gentlemen that they've got coaches, let them put the game plan together. Let the people in quality control give them all the numbers and let those guys put it together and see how it goes. But Nagy's got to get out of it. Cause hundred percent. That's it. That's how you win. Cause we'll talk to you next week, my friend. You got it, guys. Have a great night. I'm sorry. I think we're all a little angry this week just because uh, you you have this great opportunity. It doesn't happen often, and they keep just uh, letting it go. Doesn't make sense. We'll talk to you next Tuesday night, Kazi. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Len. Yep. All right. We got one segment to go. We'll look ahead to the Vikings. We'll get Mike in here. We'll get Josh in here. 312-981-7200. We're going to give away a Bartolini's gift card coming on back here, 720 WGN. Jeff Vukovic is back. He's back in the WGN huddle. He knows the insurance biz. He prides himself in doing it right. Nationwide is on your side. Check out JeffVuk.com. Nationwide on your side. Real quick, we don't like to take people, put people on hold and not have them get on the radio. So quickly, Mike in Manuka, welcome to Hampton OB on 720 WGN, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Go ahead. Thanks, guys. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, what would you think about this idea? Why don't you start Patterson on one side, Robinson on the other? They're both beasts, they're both talented and big. And send them both out there. Somebody's level will be one-on-one. Somebody might be open. And if you do that consistently, it might open up the run game. And I just want to hear what happened. OB think of that ideal. Uh, well, it's not a bad idea, but then again, because of the injuries, who are you going to have running the football? Cordell Patterson is a guy you've got to have in the backfield. As the way things have worked out going into this game, uh, it's got to be Patterson's got to be in the backfield. You know what? We've got – listen, let me tell you something. Miller can he, – he's he, he can get it done, okay? We have some good receivers. Mooney, we've got Cole Komet. We've got people. But you've got to use them. You've got to involve them in the passing game. Uh, you know, I, 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 John Madden said that when he had talking, Cliff, Cliff Branch, he would send him deep twice a quarter. How often do we see Mooney go deep? Once. Once every three One. games. You want to give Mike a gift card for that question? Why not? Why not? You thought about that one. You weren't completely sold on well, giving it to him. You, you, you want to throw here? We'll, we'll, pull, we'll, we'll put Josh in here. We'll see. Josh versus Mike for the gift card. Josh, what's up? What? Welcome um, to WGN. Um, well, I have something to say about ownership. What do you guys think about um, if Clark Hunt, the owner from Kansas City, bought the Bears, and, you know, we got rid of the McCaskies because... Trade the McCaskies for Hunt? Yes, because, you know, because Clark Hunt, hey, he he has more money. Okay, all right, all right. Josh, we're up against the clock here. You guys guys want to trade McCaskie for Hunt? For Clark Hunt? Anybody? Thoughts? Look, look, uh, there's going to... When something actually happens... 
to the patriarch or matriarch, Miss Virginia, someday, some way, whatever, there's going to be a lot of t- tax liabilities. I don't know if they're going to sell it. I don't know if, if it would be prudent to sell it or not sell it. Here's the one thing. As long as McKeskey's on the Bears, there's somebody. If they sell them, they're just some other rich guy. $50 gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family-owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland, plus the world-famous meatballs located at 144th at Pulaski in Midlothian. Open seven days a week for dine-in, patio seating, and to-go orders. Details are at Bartolini's.com. That's the most creative call of the night, by the way. Trading owners. And by the way, the Hunt family in Kansas City, for a long time, have not exactly been very popular down there. Now they lucked into Patrick Mahomes, and things have changed. Well, here, one big, again, shout-out to Herbal Active, Pete Picucci. Thank you for coming on board again. They're going to be with us for the rest of the season. Herbal Active, great products. All right, let's look ahead to Monday night. Thank you, Herbal Active. Great to have you on board indeed. Monday night, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm, Hamp, you teed it up with the Delvin Cook, who's just been absolutely, I mean, he averaged nearly 10 yards yep. of carry last week. So that's going to be a challenge, as it always well, is. Well, look, it's time. When all else fails in football, you go out there and knock people around. More physical. That's what we have to be on Monday night. If, if we come out and play our most physical game of the year on both sides of the ball, we can win. That's no, there's no question about it. But if you're going to go out there and do the Nagy uh, numbskull act, it ain't going to work. Well, I'll tell you what, Minnesota running the ball, guess what they're doing, Danny? Play action. Play action, and it's working. Why? you got to respect the run, and you better respect the run playing that team. So they got, they, i tell you what, it's a little smarter team so far than we are. How many catches your guy Cole Komet going to get on Monday, OB? You got any confidence? I'd like to see him get at least a minimum of eight to ten catches. Eight to ten. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He. Please. Absolutely. He's a huge man. Fast. I told you. Get separation. My God. Split the zones. Use the kid. If and and if, if you want to put Graham in the tight end, use him. Put him in the slot. Put Cole Komet in the slot. Put him in motion. Get him flying out to the corners. Or coming over with a post pattern. Tell you, our guy, There's things that you can do that we don't do. One thing that was... Uh, and nice. Cole Komet should not be sitting on the bench when our offense has the ball. He should be on that field. 33 snaps last week did not get targeted once. But uh, maybe he'll catch, I don't know. Let's, let's get Cole Komet five balls. That'd be amazing. OB, you got a prediction? Bears win? I'm going uh, <laughs> to... Listen, he just Minnesota's, got back into Peloton. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Minnesota is not the, the wherewithal. You know what? Can we beat them? Yes, we can. Are we playing at home Monday night? Yes, we can. So I think the Bears can beat them. They got to show up. Bears win. Bears win. Bears. Bears. Curtis, thank you so much for producing. Kaz, thank you. Adam Hogue, thank you. Robin, thank you. And thank you for listening to 720W Jansman Hamp and Obrey Bot brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. My name is Mark Harmon. Have a great night.